T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Cargo shorts are out, guys. I don't know if you know this. We are not to wear cargo shorts anymore. Those are out of style, and that is not to be worn. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because I got a lot of stuff to carry. You know, in the winter, we have jackets, lots of pockets. In the fall, we can wear a hoodie, stuff, stuff, and a little kangaroo pocket there. Summer rolls around. I got nothing. I got to carry, guys. I got to carry, and I don't know what to do with it. I got, I got like, wallet, keys, phone, lighter, weed, bowl. I got to carry. That's what I'm saying. Robbie Makloff with you on a Thursday night on 670 The Score. With you till 9 o'clock. I got Brian Callahan on the other side of the glass on the ones and twos. And a jam-packed show for you this evening. Cam Ellis, who covers the Bears for 670 The Score. He'll be here at 720. And Bruce Levine, who covers Major League Baseball for The Score and for the Marquee Sports Network. He's going to be here at 8 o'clock. I'm going to talk some Bears with you. I'm going to talk some Cubs, some Sox with you, maybe some Bulls. If we can get around to it, 312-644-6767 is how you can give me a call or get in the Rosen Hyundai text line. And I had planned on opening the show talking some Bears. And I will do just that coming up here in just a few minutes if you want to dial in at 312-644-6767. You can also tweet the show at 670score or at Rami is tweeting. And then, I don't know, five, seven minutes before uh, we hit the air here, I get all kinds of texts to my phone because if you're not familiar with me, my day job is I host the afternoons on 1250 AM The Fan, the score's sister station up in Milwaukee. And Devontae Adams Traded by the Green Bay Packers, as first reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN, for a huge package of draft picks. They get two two picks in 2022, including the Raiders' first-round pick, per sources. The Raiders get Devontae Adams, and uh, I did not see this coming. And I, I think we have to talk about this because this is right here in the division and the landscape of the NFC North changes when a player the caliber of a Devontae Adams leaves. But I got to imagine that there is another shoe to drop because I just can't bring myself to believe that Aaron Rodgers came back after all that, after all that. And boy, let me tell you, as somebody who is right in the middle of it, talking about it for the majority of my day, five days a week, there was a lot of that, okay? And I don't, I don't even know that I need to tell you that because you were probably get, still getting waves and ripple effects of it down in Chicago. But 
I can't believe he would come back after all that to throw to Alan Lazard and a bunch of rookies and draft picks. I just there's no way that Aaron Rodgers agreed to a new deal to do that. So I gotta believe that there's another shooter drop. I don't know if it's Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know if it's Jarvis Landry. I don't know if there's a trade on the horizon for another top flight wide receiver. I don't know what it is, but I just cannot imagine that Aaron Rodgers agreed to an extension knowing that Devontae Adams was going to be traded and that they didn't have a backup plan in terms of a number one wide receiver for him to throw to. If if they did, then Aaron Rodgers is punching a wall or throwing something somewhere right now as we speak and trying to find a way to back out of that contract because this is just this is just mind-blowing but at the same time for the bears purposes here in chicago i i don't think this changes a whole lot for 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 us i i don't i don't think that we're any any closer to winning a division or being a contender or being a team that anybody has to worry about or talk about anytime soon because, uh, boy, are they blowing this thing up. And I get the sense, and Brian, I'm up here in Milwaukee five days a week talking about Wisconsin sports, so you tell me if I'm wrong. Brian Callahan, my producer on the other side of the glass. I get the sense that uh, most Bears fans are pretty on board with what Ryan Poles, the new GM, has done for the most part this week. Well, is, he, is, is that the case? He's not Ryan Pace. <laughs> okay. I think that's part of it. That's fair. Yeah. But has the reaction been positive? Are Bears fans liking what Ryan Poles is doing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I you know, just getting the calls behind the glass here, there's yeah. been way more support for Ryan Poles and some of these moves. Kind of like, hey, you got to pull off the Band-Aid at some point. It's kind of akin to that. So there's definitely more support for polls than people that are upset about, you know, trading Mac or cutting Cohen or, you know, making some of these roster moves. I don't I don't I don't get it. And I, I'm, 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 I'm still going to keep an open mind and please try and, and tell me what I'm missing at 312-644-6767. I don't get what the bears are doing right now. And I, and I did not think that this is what would be happening. I knew there would be a reset or a rebuild of some sort. I, I, I knew that like, and, and Ryan Pace did a lot of damage and Matt Nagy probably did even more damage with, with the players that Ryan Pace got for him. But I was not, I did not see this coming. I, I did not, and I don't like it. And here, and here's why I don't like it. Here's the main reason why I don't like the the route that the Bears are taking right now with Ryan Poles and 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 Eberflus. The your prime chance to compete, contend, try and win Super Bowls, to really be in the discussion, in the conversation for Super Bowls, and be a real contender, is in years three and four of a franchise quarterback's rookie contract. That's when the window is most open for any franchise because you're getting that type of play, top five, top ten type quarterback play on a rookie contract, and that affords you to spend that money elsewhere on the roster and and build the best team you possibly can around him. 
Ask Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Ask the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. That's your prime window to win a Super Bowl. And with with the the list of players that are still productive, now past their primes, yes, but still productive that the Bears felt the need to move on from with between Bilal Nichols and Danny Trebathan, who was cut, Eddie Goldman, Akeem Hicks ain't coming back. On special teams, you lost Jakeem Grant, one of the best punt returners in the league. You let your punter, Pat O'Donnell, go to the Bills today. And then, of course, Allen Robinson. What is the plan at wide receiver here? What is the plan at wide receiver here that you felt you could just not make any effort to retain the best wide receiver on the free agent market? You got Darnell Mooney and who? I I really don't even know. I don't have the depth chart up in front of me right now, but you have Darnell Mooney and then who? You have nobody at wide receiver. Yeah, you're kind of banking on Cole Kmet, you know, having maybe a really, really good year. But yeah, there's there's a dearth of depth at receiver. And to just not even try to bring Allen Robinson back and and to get to oh, okay you want to if you have to trade Khalil Mack I'm open to anything man I'm open to anything if I'm a GM give me a call and and inquire on anyone and let me know what you're offering but by by not taking by not getting any draft picks in return until 2023 for Khalil Mack what you're telling me is you're not even trying to really win and compete and contend until 2024 which will be the fourth and final year of Justin Fields' rookie contract, by which time you'll have to decide if you want to exercise the fifth-year option, if you want to give him a big year, big money beyond the fifth-year option. So you, you'll have not have capitalized on the best window you possibly have if Justin Fields develops and, 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 find, and, and reaches his ceiling and becomes a franchise quarterback, and you're stunting his growth by not giving him the pieces around him to work with and to be the best player that he can be right now. I, I feel like, and this might just be trauma of being a lifelong Bears fan talking, but I feel, I feel like I'm watching the Bears break another quarterback and watching them take another long, circuitous route that they do not have to take. It doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this difficult. I knew, I knew a Band-Aid had to be ripped off, but... Was it time to rip the stitches out yet? Because I don't think it was time to... I think, I think you just made it worse. I think you maybe have just made it worse by doing what they've done here the last the last week or so. By the way, I think earlier you said uh, Pat O'Donnell signed with the uh, the Bills. He actually signed up north. He's, uh, he's a Packer now. Oh, did I now. say the Bills? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the Packers, yep. right? Oh, my bad. I didn't, I didn't even... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm beside myself. I misspoke. I, I don't know what the Bears are doing, but I'm pretty sure I don't like it. <laughs> I guess that's where I'm at. <laughs> And I want to know if you feel the same way. And again, it's it's the first off season of a new regime, so I'm not I'm not. Oh, I hate Ryan Poles. He's gonna he's he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a failure. That's not where I'm at. That's not where I'm at. I'm still I'm still gonna keep an open mind about this regime. This regime. I just don't. I, so far, I'm not understanding what's going on here. And if you want to react to the news of Devontae Adams being traded uh, by the Green Bay Packers for two first round picks or two picks two one first round pick and two second round picks. 
uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm here for you. 312-644-6767. You can also tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting. Let's go to uh, the south side. And Tracy, you're on 670 the score. What's up, Tracy? Hi, man. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what you were just saying. What are they doing? I mean, none of this makes no sense out. Why are you going to get a Patrick O'Donnell? Why are you not trying to get the best, why would they go the best tight end, the best offense that you can Instead of going young, who who is the young wide receiver that we don't sign that I know nothing about? I I don't even know who's. Thanks for the call, Tracy. I appreciate it. I literally don't know who's that wide receiver for 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 the Bears this year. I I literally do not know. After Darnell Mooney, and you're right, Cole Komet, and they're still hoping that 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 he can take a big leap, but. You're kind of, Darnell Mooney is, is, is Justin Fields' number one wide receiver and, and with, no, with no number two to speak of at this moment. That, that's what you're giving that guy to go and develop into a franchise quarterback as. So, I, keep on, I keep on trying to remind people, franchise quarterbacks just don't fall from the heavens destined to be great. They have to be put in position to develop and and, pro- and progress and, and become better and reach their full potential. They have to be in that type of environment. And the Bears, time and time and time again, without fail, do not give their quarterbacks that. No matter what level they come in at, they do not give their quarterbacks that. They don't put them in that position. And I feel like they're, put, they're, they're doing the same thing again with maybe the best talent we've seen at the quarterback position for the Bears in my lifetime. Yeah. And I could be wrong. Daz still, Newsome? Still plenty of time. Go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. No, no. Daz Newsome is probably your your number two wide receiver. <sighs> Just had his rookie year, and yeah, he he was there. You didn't make things better by telling me that. i'm just proving your point (laughs) that didn't didn't make me oh okay i thought you were trying to make me feel better because it didn't that didn't that didn't make me feel better okay people are telling me the bears got a second round pick this year for mac whoopity do i'm sorry i'm sorry i misspoke they got a second round pick this year for mac cool the the bulk of the picks aren't coming until next year and most players in the nfl don't don't take a big leap in their development until at least year one to year two, if not year two to year three. So that's that's when the Bears, they're hitting the reset, fine, hit the reset. Why are we not fully hitting the reset until 2023 is what I don't understand. And if you're hitting the reset button, why are you letting James Daniels, a 24-year-old offensive, offensive lineman with a lot of upside and a high ceiling according to everybody I hear from and talk to, for a guy who's 28 and Lucas Patrick, if we're hitting the reset button and going young, a lot of this just it doesn't make sense to me. But again, it's a very, very small part of the picture and the puzzle that I'm sure Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and company are putting together right now. So maybe maybe something is around the corner that changes how I feel about all this. I just right now I'm not feeling great. I do like I do like the Ogan Joby signing. I, I I should mention that. I should say something positive here in the first segment before I talk to Cam Ellis, who covers the Bears for the score in just a few minutes. That's 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 a good signing, and 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 that makes it a lot more 
an easier pill to swallow that Eddie Goldman and Bilal Nichols and Hakeem Hicks are, are all going to leave. You're Okay, you're bolstering the defensive line. You got yourself a tackle who fits Iberflus' system better. Great. Awesome. I like it. But a lot of the a lot of these guys are letting walk again are still productive and I I don't know where you plan on how you plan on replacing that production anytime soon and if you're not doing it anytime soon you're not capitalizing on the best window that you have to win a Super Bowl if Justin Fields does develop into a franchise quarterback maybe Cam Ellis can make sense of it for me he covers the Bears for 670 the score and Odyssey Sports he's going to join me next Rami Makloff with you on the score on a Thursday night and back right after this. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Hey, Jim, so, um, let me let me step in real quick because we got a blockbuster trade involving the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. according to Adam Schefter from ESPN. They're trading Devontae Adams to the Raiders Ooh. for two prime 22 picks. That was Jeff Joniak on Bears All Access just about an hour, well, not even an hour ago, about 45 minutes ago now with that that news breaking courtesy of Adam Schefter. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Thursday night with you until 9 o'clock. The details of that deal, Packers, like you heard uh, Jeff say there, the Packers get 222 picks, including the Pack Raiders' first round this year per sources joining me now on the great midwest bank i'm sorry great midwest bank hotline is uh up in milwaukee there's my first there's my first uh thought i was in milwaukee era of the night i don't know if you have a bell or something that you're supposed to ring but joining me now on the circa resort and casino hotline circa resort and casino in las vegas home of the world's largest sports book he covers the bears for 670 the score and odyssey sports it is cam ellis cam how are you this evening my man I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm I'm uh, better now that uh, Devontae yeah. Adams is out of the division. I know I know you're here to talk Bears, but I mean th- this this is news we have to touch on. Cam, did I did not see this coming? I work up in Milwaukee. I talk about the Bears about the Packers five days a week. I did not see this coming. I thought if Aaron Rodgers is back, then surely his number one receiver and one of his best friends, Devontae Adams, will be back. But he's gone. He's in, he's off to Las Vegas. Yeah, the, the NFL sure loves just stealing every single uh, other sports spotlight, don't they? Um, it, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say I am necessarily shocked because you know it sounded like Devontae Adams pretty clearly didn't want to play on the tag, which were you know as reports came out. So so you sort of think about what's next in that in that case. But yeah, it, it's surprising. I mean, it it is it. it it, it makes you look at the Aaron Rodgers contract a little differently, and I know it's not you know the end-all, be-all in terms of what the Packers can do now, but it is – you would have thought that the optics of Rodgers signing the contract with Adams leaving pretty shortly after um, um, could be better. I'll, I'll put it that way. What do, you, what do you think of the actual haul that they got for him, that, that package of the two draft picks, including a first-rounder this year? I mean, it's it is as good as you're going to get in a trade package. I think, I, um, you know, I, I think that the Packers now have a, if, you know, if you're looking for a silver lining, they have the flexibility to either, you know, hit the wide receiver class hard in the draft. I know there are a bunch of high end talent and um, at sort of the top of the wide receiver class this year, or you, you know, you package that up and you, and you try and make another trade with um, the picks you have for a wide receiver. So, 
it, it, you're not going to probably get a Devontae Adams because there's only one of him, but they are positioning themselves as best they could to to lose you know, the best wide receiver in the NFL, if, if there's such a thing as doing that. All right, let's get into this Bears team since you do cover the Bears for six yeah. of the score. And Odyssey Sports, Cam Ellis, my guest, Ryan Mackloff with you on the score on a Thursday evening. I was saying, I was saying before I brought you on in, in the first segment of the show here that, and I, I know we're still really early, like this is a small snapshot of, of what Ryan Poles is going to do as the GM and Matt Eberflus as the coach, but I, I'm, it seems to me like trying to read the timeline of when they plan on, on really putting the gas pedal down and trying to compete isn't until at least, I don't know, 2024. Am I, am I re- mis- misreading that, Cam? Because the, the biggest haul of, of, of picks that you got was in exchange for Khalil Mack, and most of those aren't coming until next year. And you have no picks or big influx of talent this offseason. And I just feel like that's – and I, I don't want to, you know, sour on these guys right away or make it sound like I am, but – I feel like you're wasting a pretty good window if Justin Fields does develop into a franchise quarterback while still on a rookie contract. Yeah, I think that you're right in that it, it's certainly a future mindset. I, I don't think that even if you subscribe to the notion that Justin Fields is going to make the proverbial leap this offseason into next year, that this is a team that's going to be you know, tied in the fourth quarter of the NFC Championship game next year. But you know, I think you look at how quickly windows open and close in the NFL. And, I mean, you look at the 2018 Bears basically got dismantled in, you know, a month here. So the things can move quickly. I think that you you hope that Justin Fields make the leap and that's sort of a, a rising tide situation. Um, you, you know, they're going to they're gonna amass draft picks. They're already sort of, you know, I bet they're probably going to get a draft pick back for Allen Robinson, I believe. So, so it's not as dire as it was a couple weeks ago um, I don't think they're going to compete all that much next season but I don't think there's any reason to believe that in 2023 they can't be competitive they're going to have the world's largest amount of cap space ever like over 120 million and they're going to have draft picks so they're going to retool pretty quickly now that's only half the battle because you know you, you got to hit on some of these draft picks and you got to hit on some of these free agency decisions but it, it's certainly not a immediate contention but 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 I do think that the Bears may be, uh, if, if, if Poles' vision is seen through the way he wants to see it through, um, I, th- I don't think there's any reason to believe they can't be competitive in 2023. And I, I know when Ryan Poles had his introductory press conference, he said, like, it, it, this, this could be a process. And he, 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 didn't, he didn't try to sugarcoat it. And, and as, as much as a GM can be, it was pretty transparent with the idea that there could, there could be some, some time here before they contend. But did you think it was going to be to this degree that, that they would blow up this roster and, like you said, dismantle that entire 2018 playoff team within a matter of 30 days? Yeah, uh, yeah I sort of did, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that one of the more, maybe not surprising, one of the more noticeable parts of Ryan Poles' immediate, you know, half-dozen press availabilities was how, frankly, um, you know, how, how frankly open he was about how much he didn't like this roster. You know, he was... He was very openly down on the offensive line. He, he talked about how the team wasn't built in a modern way. Um, so, I, you know, I think most people saw this coming in terms of the teardown now. You know, it, when, you, when you let Allen Robinson walk and you trade Khalil Mack and you cut Danny Trevathan, all, these are all moves that 
or maybe not surprising, but, you know, they obviously hit in a certain way. Like, the, there's a shock factor to how quickly it is happening, even if it's not necessarily surprising. So, in that sense, it is, it's sort of a, it's sort of a bizarre feeling and sort of a bizarre, you know, exercise to watch the Bears get gutted this quickly. But I'm not sure if it's surprising because this, I think anyone would tell you that this, this needed to happen before they were going to be competitive. There, there was no way that, you know, outside of, you know, a few, Roquan Smith and Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney and a few other guys, there's no way that the, the Ryan Pace blueprint was going to work for this roster anymore. So uh, maybe not surprised, but it's certainly sort of eye-popping to see how quickly it all happened. Couldn't James Daniels have been a part of what Ryan Poles describes, though? He's, he's 24 years old, and, he, and, and Poles talked about he wanted, you know, uh, maybe smaller, more athletic offensive lineman. James Daniels fits that mold, and he's very young. And I didn't think the money he got from Pittsburgh was crazy. And, and I, that, that was one move that, that, that did kind of catch me off guard. Once I did see sort of the route they were going, I thought, well, okay, well, James Daniels still fits that. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a fair ass- assessment. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't necessarily blame Ryan Poles for just wanting to do everything his way. You know, it's his mm-hmm. team, it's his show. So if he clearly saw something in terms of uh, Daniels that uh, you know we didn't, I guess. And you know, I, I think there's something to be said about the offensive line that he did want to put together about these very aggressive, you, you know, hard nosed kind of off the offensive linemen and. I think for, for as talented as James Daniel is, I'm not sure that really, I'm not sure he really fits the bill in the sense of the type of offensive lineman that Ryan Poles is looking for in that manner. So, you know, he is, he, he's plenty talented. I think he's going to, like you said, play very well in Pittsburgh. I think he probably got the contract he deserved. Um, but no, I, I think that even if you have some maybe on the fence players, if you're Ryan Poles, you just want to sort of do things your way. And if that means, letting, you know, a, a objectively talented player go because he doesn't quite fit your mold of a player or trading Khalil Mack um, a few years before he is maybe on the decline. That That's sort of the, bu- the bullet you have to bite because that it's sort of the unfortunate nature of the business side of the NFL, I think. Talking with Cam Ellis, he covers the Bears 4670 the score and Odyssey Sports. We just uh, got some, some breaking Bears news, actually, Cam. Yeah. Brian Callahan just uh, texted me that Adam Schefter is reporting the Bears have signed Byron Pringle to a one-year deal, so a little bit more wide receiver depth. And that, 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 that's actually what I was just going to gonna ask you about. First of all, your reaction to the Byron Pringle move, it's, it's more depth, right? But not like, not like an impact player at the position. No, I think it's a shrewd. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's a it's a depth move. You know, I think it's a shrewd signing. I, I think that he can be a you know he had moments where in Kansas City you go oh you know here's a player he's good he 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 has some speed you know he he can he can return kicks pretty well so th- there's a role for him on the Bears team is it going to is he going to be wide receiver one I, you know you hope not um, the, the things are going to be really bad like we talked about contention if he's if he's wide receiver one it's going to be four wins but um, there there are worse moves that could be made and he's definitely an NFL player in that sense in the very coach speak style um so he he can help the bears and i think the bears at this point sort of will take any help they can get the the last time i was here on the score was a couple of weeks ago and ryan poles had had just spoken and and said that i think it was at the combine that they hadn't closed the door on bringing back Allen robinson that this was a, a new regime new front office and and they, they they thought maybe 
they could they could breathe some life back into that relationship. Was that lip service? Did they ever try to bring Allen Robinson back? Because I was happy to hear him say that because I didn't think Allen Robinson was the problem. I thought Matt Nagy's offense and terrible quarterback play was the problem when Allen Robinson, on the rare occasion, he wasn't productive in, in Chicago. And I was hoping he would be back. Was that ever, th- ever anything that they seriously entertained? Or was that, were they just, was it lip service from a GM when he said that? I think it was lip service. Uh, you know, from, from what I had heard and talking to a few folks about it, it that was not ever going to be a realistic um, you know, situation. I think Allen Robinson and the Bears were pretty much on the same page throughout most of even last year that this was going to be his last year in Chicago. You know, I think sort of like the James Daniels situation in the sense of, you know, a talented player, um, you know, he could play well for the Bears and contribute to the Bears, but sometimes it goes Sometimes these relationships go beyond if the player is talented or, or if he's a fit. You know, it's, it's sort of the same way that you know any one of us have a job, and it, at a certain point, you know, it's just not working for any number of reasons that don't necessarily have to do with the abilities that you can put on the field. So I, I was not surprised that it, it never really got off the ground. I think Allen Robinson and the Bears sort of were both on the same page about a clean break for most of last season. Um, and I, I don't think that a, a change in regime was going to change that. So what what do you think is the plan at wide receiver now? Because I I see Darnell Mooney and a bu- and a bunch of guys is what I is what I feel yeah, like I'm yeah. looking at now, Cam. And and that's not it's not the best way to develop what you're hoping is is a young franchise quarterback is to give him that those types of weapons to to work with. No, you're right. I, I think that for the time being, it's going to be Darnell Mooney and a bunch of guys. I you know I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for Bears fans, but um, you know, the good news is, like I said, there's, it's a deep wide receiver draft class. And, and excuse me, the Bears are going to look at that long and hard, I think. You know, I think there's a lot of speed. Like we saw, you know, we saw, you know, 20, 40 times or under four, six or whatever. Like there's, there's an insane amount of speed in the draft this year. There, there are some high-end wide receivers that will be available even when the Bears pick in the second round. So I think that it's going to be a slow build, and I think that is probably going to, you know, right or wrong, rub some Bears fans the wrong way. But, but I, I don't imagine there's a huge, flashy free agent spending and wide receiver for the Bears. It, it seems like at this point, this is going to be a situation where they build at least at that position through the draft. Is Darnell Mooney a true number one in your eyes, Cam? I think he can be. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that he is right now or that he will be next year. Um, you know, he got over a thousand yards in a Matt Nagy's offense that was just abysmal. Like, like, like it's crazy to even think about that. So, I, I think he can be. I think that he is a Pro Bowl, second team All Pro caliber ceiling. Um, I, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen, but I, I do think he has it in him, and I, I think he can be a, a, a. a I don't want to exactly say number one wide receiver in the very traditional, you know, speaking of Devontae Adams, like that that sort of reliable, we're going to throw the ball to you 12 times and you're going to catch it 11 of them. I don't know if that's necessarily his game, but, but I do think he can be a really, really, really important player for the Bears and a, a top-tier wide receiver who wins awards and gets nominated for things that we're not necessarily used to Bears wide receivers getting. We've seen them make uh, a couple of additions with Ogan Joby and Nick, and Nick Morrow, the, the linebacker from Las Vegas. And both those guys sort of fit a, a profile in, in their age in that they, they've, they've played in, in a system similar to Eberflus's system 
in the past. Do, do you expect more moves like that in free agency? Is is there more rosterling to do and, and holes to plug with affordable free agents like that with what's left in free agency? Yeah, I think, like you said, yeah, I think that is the pattern we're going to see. Um, I, I would be interested to see, you know, it seems like they are addressing until, you know, tonight, it seems like they were addressing one side of the ball on free agency, and it seemed like offense was maybe a draft priority. Um, that's obviously changed in the last, you know, couple minutes and hours. But, I, you know, it, it, they see, they clearly know what they want, whereas if you look at the Ryan Pace free agency signings, it was very much like, oh, he was infatuated with player A or player B, and he's just going to throw the money it takes at Jimmy Graham or whoever it might be. You know, There's a sense of whether it's Luketti or Matt Eberflus's system. It seems like the, the coordinators and the coaches and the GMs are a little more in lockstep about what type of system they want their players to fit as opposed to Ryan Pace going, I really like this player, make sure he fits in your offense. So I, I think that there's optimism in how cohesive this, the – the, the, the operation seems to be so far, and I do think that sort of hints at the idea that players that what Getsy or Eberflus like for their offense or their defense are, is going to be the norm going forward in that way. Do you have any, uh, any feel for how involved Matt Eberflus is in all the, in all the personnel decisions? Is, does he have a pretty, a pretty loud voice in the room? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I, I think it, it, the buck stops at Ryan Poles, obviously. But uh, like I said, this it seems to be a a more collaborative, to, to use, you know, the faux pas word in Bears <laughs> um, Twitter. Um, it seems to actually be a collaborative attempt this time around as opposed to just, you know, beating us over the head with the word. So I, I do think he has a say in it. I, I wonder, I'll be interested to see once it comes time to – you know, building the offense and coaching the offense, I wonder if that's something that sort of stays with Getsy, um as opposed to Matt Eberflus having his hands equally in, the, in all different pots. But I do think that, to answer your question, that there is more, there, there's more cohesiveness and more collaboration than there was before this. You sent a shiver down my spine. When you yeah, I, I got like halfway through it, and I was like, oh, no, I can't stop saying collaboration in the middle of it, but I just the last word I want to use. Cam, speaking of that, of, of Traba as a Bears fan, our lifelong Traba is never really having a franchise quarterback. Am I is, – is, is that what, what, what's causing me to maybe panic a little bit with – with what they're putting around Justin, should I chill the hell out? I guess is what I'm asking you, Cam, about. Uh, oh, about what uh, I, uh, yeah, I want to say yes, but you know, okay. I want to also be back on your show at some point, so I, I won't <laughs> quite say it that way. Um, I, I, I think that yeah, I, I, look, yeah, any Bears fan that has neuroses about how this is all going to work, I totally understand. It, 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 you know, 40 years of not having good quarterback or 60 or 80 or whatever it is, that, that is going to leave a mark. Um, but, but I do think, like I said, that everything's going to look a lot better if Justin Fields makes the leap. And I think that Byron Pringle could have a great year if Justin Fields makes the leap. You know, I think Darnell Mooney's going to have a great year. I think the offense is going to cook in ways that they haven't seen before if Justin Fields makes the leap. So I understand the hesitancy to maybe – um, allow for some sincere hope because that has always just burned Bears fans in the past. But but I do think that 
there is a, 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 a possibility of a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't want to necessarily call it a light yet because that let's, let's cross that bridge when we get there. But there's, there's reason to maybe put some of that neuroses aside for a little bit. Good. You made me feel a little better, Cam. That's Cam Ellis. He makes people feel better covering the Bears for 6-7 <laughs> to the score and Odyssey Sports. And he's been my guest for the last few minutes here on the score and on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Appreciate the time, Cam. Thanks a lot, man. Um, yeah, of course. Have a good one. And he joins me, as I said, on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And he, he did make me feel a little bit better. He did. And, and I got a few minutes before uh, Bruce Levine is going to join me at the top of the hour to talk some Cubs and Sox and Major League Baseball things. If you want to give me a call, 312-644-6767 to talk some Bears. And also, man, this uh, Devontae Adams thing... Just got a little bit juicier. I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but this Devontae Adams thing just got a little bit juicier. A lot of people were like, man, Aaron Rodgers sure looks bad now, getting all that money and pushing his boy Devontae out the door. Maybe not quite that simple. I'm going to tell you exactly how this thing played out right after this. Robbie Makloff with you on The Score on a Thursday night. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, my God. My guys are sending me the text messages as as, it, uh, as you guys are saying. Oh, no, nah, I did not see that coming. That's, that's wild. Oh, my. <laughs> that was Darnell Mooney. Learning live on Bears All Access in the uh, 6 o'clock hour here on 670. The score that Devontae Adams was traded by the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders for two picks. Happened just before I hit the air. Rami Makhlouf with you on the score on a Thursday night. And uh, Adam Schefter was the first to break the news of that trade of the Bears arch rivals trading their best wide receiver and Aaron Rodgers' favorite target and Matt Schneidman of the athletic he's got details first of all that it's the deal is exactly two picks it's the first and the second round picks in this year's draft for the Raiders so that's a 22 and 53 in the NFL draft no players involved just just those two picks but the juicy little tidbit that Matt Schneidman of the athletic has on this whole Devontae Adams thing is that the Packers see when this when this news first broke, everybody is ready to pounce on Aaron Rodgers. And trust me, I get it. He gives you every reason to want to pounce. I get it, okay? But when this news first broke, everybody's knee-jerk reaction was, see, selfish Aaron Rodgers and his big contract forced the Packers to trade his favorite wide receiver and his number one target. Not so fast. The Packers were willing to pay Devontae Adams as much or more than the Raiders are. It came down to him wanting out and to play with Derek Carr, his college QB. Also, per a source, Aaron Rodgers knew this was coming and still signed his new Packers contract. So Devontae Adams just wanted to leave Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. He just wanted out and to go play with his guy, Derek Carr, who was, like you just heard there, his quarterback in college at Fresno State. That blows my mind. And not I mean, that... there's nothing cryptic about gratitude. <laughs> exactly. 
Not that, not that Devontae Adams owes all his success to Aaron Rodgers, but man, that's a that's a big risk that you're taking to make the jump voluntarily on your own to make the choice when you're trying to put together a Hall of Fame resume and he's going to get the money either way, no matter no matter whether he's playing in Green Bay or he's playing in Oakland. When you're trying to put up put up that, that Hall of Fame resume, and he's like two or three good seasons away from doing that, to go from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers to Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. Good luck with that, man. I, I, that's that that was not the twist that I saw coming in this story of Devontae Adams being traded by the Green Bay Packers to the Las Vegas Raiders. Just a couple minutes I have here before um. And if you want to give me a call or a text, 312-644-6767. Bruce Levine is going to join me. Switch gears, talk some baseball at the top of the hour. The other drama, and man, can I just say for a second, the NFL offseason this year, oh my God. Like, wow, what, what a soap opera this league has going. And it's just every day. It's something else. It's something else every day. Last week, you had Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers on the same day Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos. Carson Wentz was traded the next day. Uh, Khalil Mack was traded the day after that. Deshaun Watson was given permission somehow by by the Houston Texans to go shopping himself around the league, and that's causing ripple effects everywhere. Matt Ryan doesn't know where he's going to be playing football next year because the Falcons are are one of the contenders in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And another contender in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which was told that they were ruled out, is the Cleveland Browns, who did that while Baker Mayfield was still their quarterback and was under contract. And so a couple days ago, Baker Mayfield puts out this long cryptic message about basically a goodbye to Cleveland, even though he wasn't officially gone from Cleveland. And then, of course, after Deshaun Watson says, yeah, I'm not going to the Browns, Baker Mayfield was like, okay, this is when I ask for my trade. So he asked for a trade from the Cleveland Browns, and they said, nah, bruh, I think we're going to hang on to you. How do you even do that if you're the Browns? How, how do you look this man in the face and tell him, no, we want to bring you back as our quarterback after you just went flirting with Deshaun Watson and basically told this guy he's not the guy. And then leaked to Chris Mortensen that you were move, you wanted to move on from Baker Mayfield no matter what because you want a, an adult at quarterback. You expect this man to come back? It always boggles my mind what these organizations and coaches and front offices think they can say about a player and think that they'll just walk back through that door and want to work for you again. Like, I, I'm not letting Ben Simmons off the hook. Man, if I'm Ben Simmons and Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid come out and talk about me the way that they talked about me after that playoff game, no matter what I did, I don't feel too wanted or loved there. And I can't believe that the Cleveland Browns would try and force Baker Mayfield to come back there after doing what they did to him. This, this dude played with a torn labrum. For that organization last year. He was hurt for most of the year. And went out there and risked life and limb. And further injury. Playing for the Cleveland Browns last year. And the Cleveland Browns. Of all organizations. 
are gonna are gonna start are gonna start flirting with other people after what they've been through, and I'm the first decent quarterback you've had in a few decades. You can go flirting with Deshaun Watson and then tell me I can't leave. That's that's just insane. That's just ridiculous. But you know what? I I love it. I love it all. I don't know about you, Brian. Brian Callahan, my producer on the other side of the glass. I love drama. I love chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. And the NFL is delivering it in 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 large, large doses. We're getting big, big helpings of drama and chaos in the NFL this offseason. And I love it. It it will not let any other sport have a day. <laughs> it like, really won't. You, dude. You've got the NCAA tournament going on right now, and I think I just want to talk about Devontae Adams. Yeah. It's it's insane. And and Major League Baseball's free agency is better than it's been in so long by by their own their own doing because the lockout went on so long that you know now there is this frenzy to get guys signed and in camp but this is as good as major league baseball offseason and free agency has been in a long long time and that's exactly what we're going to talk about right after this with Bruce Levine he covers major league baseball cubs Sox, for us right here at the score marquee sports network he's going to join me Robbie Makloff next right here on the score we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.